Hey, Mel, thanks for having me on the show. My name is Chris Cooper. I'm the founder of TwoBrainBusiness.com. I opened up my first gym in 2005 because as a personal trainer, I couldn't make enough money to support my family. And after a few years, I was working 14 hours a day. I was making about 45,000 a year. We were kind of losing ground financially. And I said, how do I scale this business? So we found group training, CrossFit, and we opened up a second location where we could do CrossFit and it had more of an industrial feel. And within about seven months, that business had almost bankrupted me. The studio where I was doing personal training was making enough to pay the bills and pay me a bit. The CrossFit gym was sucking all the revenue uh, that I was getting from the studio. And I was starting to miss paychecks. Things had actually gotten worse. And so in 2009, I found a mentor, just kind of lucked into it. And the mentor uh, told me how to turn my business around. I thought that he was going to teach me all about marketing and sales. And he taught me none of that. And he actually said, Chris, don't do marketing. Don't advertise. You're not ready for it. And if you start advertising right now, you're going to break your business and ruin it long term. Now, I didn't know what he meant yet, but I started taking notes. And the way that I learn is to teach myself. And so I started writing this blog for myself and I called the blogs don'tbuyads.com as a reminder of my mentor's first lesson. So every time I would go see my mentor or read a book or change something at my gym, I would log it on don'tbuyads.com. And because it was a public blog, over time, I started to get a few readers every day. And after blogging for almost four years, I would get maybe about 100 readers a day, but I was also getting invited to speak at different gyms and, and owners meetups. And so my very first one uh, was down in Fort Lauderdale. And I knew the other two speakers were way more famous than I was. Nobody really knew who I was and they would be bringing great materials. And so I wanted to bring something of high value to the audience, but I really didn't have any materials. I mean, I had like my staff playbook. I could bring that and hand it out or I had other things. What I decided to do was to take my top 20 most popular blog posts of all time. And again, these are like, you know, 100 readers and put them together in a self-published book because that was the cheapest way to get copies made and shipped to Florida. And so I put them together in this self-published book. I call it Two Brain Business. This was it. It's got like a hand-drawn cover that I did in Microsoft Paint. I made 30 copies. This is one of the only remaining original copies. I shipped them down to Fort Lauderdale. And at the end of the seminar, most of them were still in the package. People just kind of left them behind and they walked out and whatever. Uh, but now, without changing anything, that is the best-selling fitness business book of all time. That was written in 2012. And so what I'm going to talk to you about today is what's happened since then, how the industry has changed, and what our recommendations are now. So I'm going to actually share my screen here so that I can give you a couple of visuals for your audience. So my new book is called Gym Owner's Handbook, and it's basically written the way that we run our mentorship practice. So we have a gigantic information cycle at twobrainbusiness.com. We're the largest mentorship practice in the world for the fitness business. We have a team of 38 mentors who are successful gym owners working with around 850 gyms worldwide right now. And the way that we work is this. We develop content and curriculum based on data proven best practices from gyms around the world. So every month we collect data 
from all of these gyms. And we actually just published the biggest, most comprehensive state of the industry data guide ever produced in the fitness industry. That was literally published last week. And I know we're going to talk about this on your podcast, so I don't want to give it away. But what we did was we took data from over 6,000 micro gyms worldwide, and we gave that to a data analyst who doesn't work for us. He's totally objective. And he said, here's what these mean, and here's what the trends are, and here's how you interpret them. On a smaller level, every single month, we do this with all the gyms in our two brain business mentorship practice. So we take data like profit, average revenue per member, lifetime value, retention, uh, gross revenue, number of members that you have, you know, a balance of the owner's time, different marketing metrics, and we track them every month. And we produce leaderboards to say like, who is the best at closing sales this month? And who is the most profitable gym in the world this month? Stuff like that. We collect that data. And the next thing we do is we go to those best gyms and we say, how did you do it? What are you doing differently? Or what are you doing more of? Or are you just really, really good at applying the lessons that we've taught you? And in some cases, they'll say, well, I, I took the lesson that you taught me, but I changed this one little thing and that made all the difference. I added this email to our email sequence. I say this at our intake process. And we take those lessons and we roll them back into our curriculum so that we're constantly improving what we teach to gym owners. So here's the way it goes. We produce this content and curriculum based on what the data says. So over time, what we teach changes because the data changes. And that's why we need a new book. After we teach that content and curriculum, now our clients know, here's what I need to do. Here's what I'm aiming for. Then we actually mentor the clients on how to do it. So you're paired with a mentor. You work with them one-on-one -on -one for at least an hour every month. It's just the two of you. And we'll say, okay, here's where we want to get to. Here's where we are now. Let's identify the steps to get you there. Break it down so that it's completely personalized. After the clients take action on that stuff, we collect their results in our dashboard, which provides us with more data, and the cycle continues again and again. Now, we built this cycle because I thought this is like what a franchise has, and it is what a franchise should have, but the reality is that most franchises don't even have this data cycle. Most franchises can't even tell you what their best gyms are doing and pull up you know, the, the laggards with them. We want to be able to do that. We want to pull the whole industry forward. And that's why we produce content that's available for public uh, consumption all the time. And that's why we wrote this book. So here's the premise of the book. There are two sides to your business. There's the operation side and there's the audience side. And we're called Two Brain Business because we focus on both of these sides and your business works together like your brain does. The left hemisphere of your brain is more focused on details, structure, organization. And the right side of your brain is more focused on creativity, empathy, conversation, relationships. And together, these are the two sides that you need to grow your business. Now, the two sides have to work together, but to improve your business, we have to be more specific than that. And so we can break each of these two sides down into component parts. For example, you can grow your operations, which will help you retain your clients longer, or you can grow your audience, which means you can get more clients of higher value. There's three ways to do each. If you want to improve your operations, you can improve your staff who are delivering your operations. You can improve your operational excellence, which is the product that you're actually delivering. 
or you can teach the vision. You can give a lot of clarity to um, you know, what's pulling us forward and what are we aiming for. If you want to grow your audience, there's only three things that you can do. You can keep your current clients longer, you can sell more to your current clients, or you can grow your audience by getting more leads. And so this book is broken down this way. Now, I wouldn't be much of a fitness coach if I didn't break the journey down even further. So under each of those you know, three elements on each side of the brain, we can break them down into steps. For example, if I'm looking at how do I keep clients longer? Well, there are a certain number of things that you can do and a certain step-by-step process that you need to take to do that. And so we took all of these parts of your business and we mapped them onto what we call the two brain roadmap. This is it. So for example, if you're looking at that red stripe, it says teach the vision. And if you wanna teach your vision to your staff and to your clients, then you need to do this step-by-step. Step. So this is the roadmap. You go to the roadmap and you say, step one, I complete this thing. Step two, I write it down. Step three, I teach it to my staff at a staff meeting. And this, each of these little squares on the roadmap are called milestones and each milestone has its own masterclass. This book is a summary of all of the masterclasses at Two Rain Business. On our roadmap, there are about 430 different milestones. That's 430 different masterclasses. How do you know what you need when? Well, this book will tell you. We use a diagnostic tool called the Road Test, which will tell you, here's exactly what I need now. So let me step back a little bit and tell you why I don't just pump out information, information, information in this book. It would be easy to do because we publish at Two Brain every single day. We have a large professional media team. We have an email list of 40,000 people. It would not be hard for me to publish a book every three months. But the biggest problem in entrepreneurship, it's not lack of information. It's not lack of ideas. It's overwhelm. It's too many ideas. It's a lack of filters and a lack of focus and a lack of clarity and the inability for anybody to say, here's what I need right now. So who is best at helping you discern what you need right now? It's an objective third party who has been down the road that you're traveling on right now, who's achieved what you want to achieve. In other words, it's a mentor. And so the mentor's job is to discern, here's the thing that you need to do right now. This book is a short course on each one of these milestones. So it's a pretty thick book. There's a lot of stuff in there. And then I also give people a diagnostic called the road test to help them figure out where exactly they are. Now, what you'll see at the top of this roadmap is a black column header called founder and a black column header called farmer. These are two of the phases of entrepreneurship. And I write about those at a great length in my book, Founder, Farmer, Tinker, Thief. Most gym owners who come to us are in the founder phase, meaning they're uh, a startup. They're doing most of the stuff by themselves. They might have an assistant coach or two. They have, you know, usually around 50 clients, less than a hundred. Um, they have no systems. You know, they're, they're really like delivering the service themselves. The farmer phase is when you start hiring staff and you start scaling your business and you have to achieve operational consistency and then operational excellence and you're building playbooks and you're managing people and you have more than 50 clients, that kind of thing. And so, what you need to do now is really determined by the stage of entrepreneurship that you're in. For example, the marketing that works really, really well in the founder phase 
isn't going to be as powerful in the farmer phase because it, maybe it's slower or maybe you can't scale as quickly or maybe you need to start doing some advertising in the, in the farmer phase. On the other hand, it's really easy to skip steps. So a lot of gym owners jump straight to Facebook marketing when really they should be getting better at making relationships. They should be buying a coffee and going to visit their neighbors down the street. You know, they don't have a relationship with people in their local neighborhood. How do they expect to attract strangers into their business? So this is our roadmap. And the way that it works with a mentor is if you take our road test and you can do that through the book, what we'll do is discern, here's exactly what you should be working on. So this is a sample of the improve operations. And obviously there's a lot of different things that you can do to improve your operations. And then if we zoom in even more, this is a sample from staff opportunity. It's like, here's a whole course on how to do this one thing. Okay. So what I want to focus on right now is breaking down a couple of specific tactics that are really crazy important for gym owners to understand. There's a lot in this book. Nobody's going to do everything. The key is finding the one thing that's going to make a difference for you in 2021. I think for most people, it's going to be one of these few things. And my screen froze. Okay, three huge takeaways in the book that can transform a gym or a fitness practice. The first is the prescriptive model. And that's what I have up on the screen here now. The prescriptive model is a big pivot for a lot of gyms away from selling access to selling coaching again. You have to think of your gym as a fitness practice in which you maintain a one-on-one -on -one relationship with every client by making a prescription and then updating that prescription several times throughout the course of the year. So a prescriptive model is broken down completely in the book. This is what aids both ARM and LEG, arm and leg, two of the principal metrics in your business. ARM is the average revenue per member, how much the average person in your business spends per month. LEG is length of engagement, how long the average person sticks around. These are the two big multipliers of everything else that you do. Because if somebody signs up and they don't stick around very long, then you've got too much churn. Your clients just aren't worth as much as they could be. If you have a lot of people signed up, but they're not paying very much, then your attention is going to be split in too many different ways. You're going to be constantly on this marketing flywheel and you're never going to earn what you need to earn. So the best way to boost both your ARM and your LEG is the prescriptive model. It starts with what we call a no sweat intro. That's the NSI at the top. A no sweat intro is a short form motivational interview 
where you have a conversation with people about their goals, you get down to their why, why are you doing this? Why now? You know, and then um, you make a prescription based on that. The second step is to take an objective measurement. This can be done, you know, however you want to do it. We use an in-body scale at my gym. Basically, you want to measure what the person is trying to improve. If you're not measuring it, then you can't demonstrate improvement to them. There are way too many gyms out there who believe they're selling exercise. They're not. They're actually selling progress toward a client's goal. And if the client doesn't see that progress, it doesn't matter how good they get at exercise. So you take some objective measurement and then you make a prescription. Now, in the COVID world, that prescription might be in person. It might not be. It might be online. But that new that prescription either way should include a nutrition prescription and an exercise prescription. You can further break that prescription down by what does this person actually need? Is it knowledge? Is it accountability? Is it both? For exercise, do they need one-on-one -on -one or do they need group? Will this be delivered online or in person, et cetera? And then three months later, you book another appointment with the client, you have a goal review, you remeasure their progress, and you, need, you make a new prescription if you have to. Now, that's also your best opportunity to generate referrals and what we call affinity marketing. A lot of gyms skip this step. They don't have conversations with their clients because they don't want to feel like slimy salespeople. But if we actually consider where most clients come from in micro gyms, we find this. First, new clients come from your current clients. So you, you might get a referral or a current client might bring in their kid, or um, they might just sign up for more, like a higher value service. The second most popular place that new clients come from is your former clients. As somebody who's owned a gym now for 16 years, I'll tell you, no goodbye is ever final. When you make an attractive offer that intrigues somebody, they will come back. When um, their shift changes at work, they will come back. When they make more money, they will come back. But as long as you maintain a good relationship and one very thin cord attaching you and them, they'll probably come back. And so part of our marketing strategy is always to recruit former clients. The next biggest place where you're going to get sales is from your email list. Now, a lot of gym owners skip this because they don't like writing or they, you know, they automate their email list or whatever. But our primary marketing method at Two Brain Business is our email list. 40,000 people are on that list. Almost 50% of them read our email every single day. That means, you know, 20,000 people are reading an email that I send them. There aren't 20,000 people in two brain business, but that's where the next 20, 200, 2000 clients will come from for us is our email list. An email should be a conversation. It shouldn't be a monologue. It shouldn't be a lecture. It shouldn't be a sales pitch, but we talk exactly about how to do that in the book and how to bring people in. Um, the next place that people, new clients come from is uh, organically. So if you have an existing relationship with somebody outside of Facebook, then your posts on Facebook might bring them into your gym. But that's the key is they have to actually know you, like you, and trust you. And they have to do that off the Facebook platform. The fifth place that people are likely to come from is affinity marketing. So I know you, and I know that there are people who have one degree of separation from you. So affinity marketing is uh, like referral marketing but you're actually taking ownership of the process. 
Everybody knows that the best clients come from our current clients. The problem is that our current clients are not going to walk up and down the street with like a sandwich board that says, ask me about Catalyst Gym. They're not going to bring the topic up. If somebody at their Christmas party has asked them, wow, you look amazing. What did you do to lose all that weight? Then they'll, they'll talk about you. Absolutely. But we can't afford to wait for that to happen. So affinity marketing is more of a proactive process for getting referrals. And what you do when you're sitting down at your goal review with your client, you say, are you perfectly satisfied with your progress? If they say no, then you make a new prescription. If they say yes, then you say, that's great. And then you turn to affinity marketing. Before that goal review session, what you've done is you've walked through our affinity marketing worksheet, which you can get right from the book, or you can download from twobrainbusiness.com. And uh, you've asked yourself, who does this person live with, this client? Who does this person work with? And what else does this client do for fun? So it's a great exercise to do before you meet with a client because it reminds you about their life and gives you things to talk about, but it also tells you who your next clients are likely to be. So for example, if I'm meeting with Jane and I know that she lives with you know, her husband, Bill, and her kids are grown and they're gone, and she works as an accountant at a lumber mill, then I've got two options to get new clients already. So when Jane is coming in and I say, Jane, are you perfectly satisfied with your progress? And Jane says, yes, I am. I can say, you know, I know this is a challenging time of year for accountants right now. How are the other people at the lumber mill handling the stress of accounting? You know, and have a conversation with her. And often there's an opportunity for me to help. And so I can say, well, Jane, what if I showed up at the lumber mill at lunchtime on Friday and gave a little talk to your people about how they can manage their stress at this time of year. And now what you've done is you've created a great opportunity to help Jane by improving her workplace, and you've created exposure to everybody else in the accounting pool. So you can start a conversation with them. And then your lowest priority for sales and getting new clients is actually advertising. Many, many gym owners confuse marketing with advertising. But marketing is really a conversation. Advertising is a lecture. There's a huge difference. Another of the big lessons in the book is um, what to do with your staff. You know, how do you grow the pie so that your staff is actually contributing to the growth of your business? Most business books that talk about staff are really talking about management, how to manage expectations, how to keep people in line, how to keep them showing up. What we want to do is flip that because I believe that the, the future of employment is intrapreneurship. You and I, we're entrepreneurs. We're out there. We're taking risks. We're comfortable with risk. You know, we're, we're blazing the trail on our own. We're doing the hard work. But the other people on our team can benefit from those things. They can reap the rewards of entrepreneurship without taking the risks by building on our platform. And when they do that, they grow the pie for everyone. So what we teach people, and it's, it's taught in this book, is the entrepreneurialism model. So basically what you do is you say to your staff, here are the opportunities for coaching at my coaching practice. Uh, some of our clients need help with nutrition. Some need one-on-one -on -one training. Some need group training. Some need online training. Those are the four cornerstones. What are you very passionate about? Well, I'm very passionate about nutrition. Great. I will provide the audience to you. 
I will give you the operations to follow. You will deliver the service and you will collect a percentage of the revenue generated from that service. Now, the book tells you exactly how much revenue to pay out. It tells you what your responsibilities are, what their responsibilities are. But the key, the most important part here is that everybody is working to grow the pie. Everybody grows together instead of just how you dice the pie up into smaller and smaller pieces. This book is important because the original book was accurate in 2012, Two Brain Business beta book. But there are some things in that book that I would never recommend now. They've just passed by the wayside or more likely they've been updated and proven by data to, be, to work less well than something else. For example, in the book, I said you need additional revenue streams. Okay, and in 2012, most people were just selling group fitness classes or personal training. And the point that I was trying to make was that you should have both and you should probably have some nutrition coaching in there too. But what most people took from the book was, here's a list of 30 things that you have to do in your gym. So, you know, in hindsight, I would have probably written that differently. In the new book, Gym Owner's Handbook, I think I make that case a lot better. There are four cornerstones to your coaching business. There's personal training, there's group coaching, there's nutrition coaching, and then there's online. The online is very, very interesting. And at the end of the book, the last section, which is called Your Gym 2.0, I tell you how to break your business all the way down to square one again, to tear it down, to do like an after action review, pretend your gym died, you're at the wake, what did people say about your business? What did they call it? And then kind of rebuild out of the ashes again, using those four pillars uh, to support your business for the future. And I think the book will really help people understand where they need to get to and set them up for success in the next five years, whether we're suffering through another worldwide pandemic shutdown, or if they just want to take advantage of these new blue oceans that have opened up of opportunity. So um, Mel, if people have questions, they can reach me at chris at twobrainbusiness.com. Uh, Gym Owner's Handbook is now available on Amazon, in Barnes & Noble bookstores, and uh, soon on Audible. Thanks.